What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about the delicious, smooth Strava Craft coffee. You guys know about Strava. It's the rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-cups for your Keurig, whole bean, or ground. Guys, this stuff is amazing. Not only does it taste delicious and give you the caffeine boost that you need, but it's got the CBD to help with anything that's going on. Whether you got the coffee jitters, it helps with that. It helps with aches, pains, migraines, headaches, anything that's going on, the CBD helps with that, and I got something great for you. Use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your online order for Strava Craft Coffee. So make sure to check them out and support them because supporting them is supporting us. So check out Strava Craft Coffee. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Welcome to the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Tuesday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my main man, Andrew Mason, Ryan Koningsberg on assignment today. And before we hop into the show, I got to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Guys, now is the perfect time to get an online education and MSU Denver has already mastered it. So make sure to go to msudenver.edu slash online to see all they have to offer over over 40 online hybrid programs and 750 classes. Anything that you want to learn, they can teach you there, whether it's finishing a degree, whether it's starting a degree, whether it's just, take, just taking a couple classes to, uh, to broaden your horizon, MSU Denver can hook it up. So check them out at msudenver.edu slash online. My boy, Mace, how are you doing? Pretty well. How was your weekend? What were you up to? Oh, it was fantastic. Got up to the mountains, and uh, besides just staying in, in the cabin, we did some hiking, and, uh, man, we had some snow on Sunday. Pretty much snowed all day. It was crazy thinking that we're just coming up on June. How about you, Mace? Well, we stayed down here in Denver, of course, dodging the raindrops. You had snow up in the mountains. We had some rain down here on Sunday, so that was kind of a gloomy day. I managed to uh, get some grass seed planted because uh, part of my front yard is a little bit bald right now, so <laughs> resodded some of it. Uh, got a nice, a nice soaking rain in there from the afternoon into the evening. I tried to watch the match. I fell asleep after 10 minutes. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I mean, it went on for what, five hours? Yep. I can't tell my wife and daughter, sorry, I'm watching a golf match for five hours. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't yeah, do it. That, that, that's, that's fair. Fortunately, like I said, it was snowing all day Sunday, so I had nothing else to do but sit there and watch a match. And I know they talked about it. Uh, yesterday, but of course, Peyton coming through when it mattered most, getting the victory and proving that he is better than Tom Brady at everything. <laughs> Except <laughs> holding out from the fairway. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. But at least Peyton didn't rip his pants, so. Yeah, that, that's true. And at, least, <laughs> and at least he didn't have a brand to put on his golf cart. Like his 
Peyton's golf cart. To me, that's the best thing about it was the fact that he had the Bronco logo on one side, the Colt logo on the other. He had the Tennessee checkerboard and power tee on there. And then the front of it was a football with an American flag. And all the other guys in that match had their own brand on the yeah. hood of their golf cart. How <laughs> yeah. narcissistic, how self-serving, oh, not man. Peyton Manning. Uh, and Tom's just looks so cheesy on there. The TB12 just looks like a kid's thing, especially on there. So I completely agree. Peyton, of course, as always, did it classy. And I'm sorry, even though I have Jordan brand products in my home, at some point that's sort of advanced to another level. But when I see like the Tom Brady brand, the – Phil Mickelson logo of him jumping in the air, the Tiger Woods logo. I just think it's it's going too far. Remember last year, Joe Flacco was trying to pitch his own branded merchandise after he joined the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Bowles in the locker room, I've seen wear his own brand. Yeah. And, and to me, that's the most ridiculous of all because don't you need to actually make a Pro Bowl as a football player or – be a part of a Super Bowl team? Don't you have to do something? You would think so. Wearing your own brand? <laughs> yes, you would every absolutely time, think so. Every time I see Garrett Bowles in the locker room and he's wearing his own brand, I have to stifle a chuckle <laughs> because I'm thinking, really, dude? It, I have big seen... enough for your own brand? You're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least Tom and Phil and uh, – and, and uh, Tiger all have something big time going for them to have their own brand. Yeah, it, it's, it's completely out of hand <laughs> as far as this self-branding thing. I think De, you had uh, DeMarcus Walker pitching stuff for his own brand at one point. It's, oh. Yeah, yeah, you, you may want to make it to that second contract and get paid before doing that brand. Yeah, by the way, if you uh, go to the Joe Flacco uh, shop that, uh, that was there that he, that he pitched on Twitter last year. It basically, the account is dead at this point. <laughs> I, I bet everything on sale for like, uh, I don't know, two ninety nine. Oh no, 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 not even that. The pages are just, they're, they're gone because he contracted out with a company to have his own kind of online shop last year. And, so if you go there, it takes you to officialize.com. And right now it says, this connection is not private. This website may be impersonating officialize.com to steal your personal oh, or financial information. God. You should go back to the previous page. That is Joe Flacco's shop where it goes to right now. Oh my goodness. That is insane. <laughs> and of course, speaking of Joe Flacco, he uh, is officially no longer a Denver Bronco and won't be a Bronco, signing with the Jets as a backup. So, boy, his time in Denver went so well, he signed as a backup role. Yeah, no surprise that this is what he had to settle for. And you wonder if him signing with the Jets as opposed to some other teams as a backup, you wonder how much geography plays into this because it's just a short hop from Philadelphia where his family is based Baltimore where he used to play I'm not sure Joe Flacco was particularly interested in going to say Los Angeles right. to be a backup 
or Arizona to be a backup or just name your Western venue. I think he just wanted to be someplace close to home. If he was going to be a part of a team in 2019, in 2020, pardon me. Um, What's interesting, though, is if you go by the uh, if you go by the salary cap charge, he's going to be charged what one point five million dollars to yep. the Jets, and this year his cap number for the Broncos because they carried over the dead money and of course they carried over the cap space as well, so the accounting is just a wash, but still thirteen point six million dollars on the Broncos cap. So <laughs> imagine if it's. Broncos, Jets in week four. Sam Darnold has gotten hurt. Joe Flacco is in the lineup. In terms of salary cap space, the Broncos are going to be paying Joe Flacco. But the reality is they're not paying him. This is just an accounting thing. And what's basically taking care of Joe Flacco's contract under the salary cap this year is a space they carried over from last year. So one hand washes the other. But you know that if the Broncos and Jets face in, face off in week four and Joe Flacco is the quarterback, you know there are going to be certain fans that are bringing this up. <laughs> no doubt. And, boy, will that graphic look good on that Thursday night football graphic oh. that they'll have. You, you bet they'll be seeing it. Uh, and so Joe is still, I believe, recovering from neck surgery. So, right. um, obviously, this Denver was not the place for him. Uh, and he's moved on. Officially now the Broncos have Jeff Driscoll as their backup quarterback, as May so desperately wanted. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, what is Jeff Driscoll's cap number for this year, by the way? Uh, is it two and a half? It's a guess. Okay. Two, two Let's, and a half? All right, I'm accessing it here, overthecap.com. His cap number this year is $1.75 Okay because it's $1 million in base salary, prorated portion of the signing bonus, 750000 It's all guaranteed because his base salary is guaranteed for the year. So that means, pardon me, if Joe Flacco is indeed at that $1.5 million range, that Jeff Driscoll is going to, is going to cost the Broncos more on the cap than Joe Flacco will cost to the Jets cap. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> It's just, it's really interesting looking at some of the cap figures for backup quarterbacks, too, because Chase Daniel, who replaced Jeff Driscoll in Detroit, his cap number is only $2 million. Me, I would have paid an extra $250,000 under the cap to have Chase Daniel instead of Jeff Driscoll, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I would have two mates. Um, but let, let's talk about starting quarterbacks here and starting wide receivers and starting running backs and may cbs published a a, a two-part series ranking the best triplets of course that's a starting running back starting wide receiver and starting quarterback in the nfl so what this does is they went through and they gave a score from one to ten to every quarterback running back and wide receiver individually and they did weigh quarterbacks more than running backs and wide receivers. And then they averaged those numbers out. And then that's how they put this ranking together. So pretty much they averaged the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. So before we get started, the Broncos, of course, Drew Locke, that's an easy one. Cortland Sutton, 
probably definitely the right choice as the Broncos wide receiver one right now. And Melvin Gordon, because of course he's making 10 times more than Philip Lindsay. Mace, where does this triplet land? Well, CBS Sports is a national outlet, and we know that national outlets have by and large been downgrading Drew Locke by playing the wait-and-see game. So I'm going to say that the Broncos are somewhere in the bottom quarter of the league. Mm, not even bottom third, bottom quarter. Rough. Oh, yeah. And you're right. You're right. They're not in the top eight. They're not in the top 16. They're not in the top 24, which means they're in the bottom four. Mace, the Broncos come in at number 26 on the list as the worst team in their tier four below average group. Ooh. The Broncos are the just make it above the bottom five. They're the sixth worst team according to CBS in terms of their starting quarterback, starting running back, and number one wide receiver. So let's look at who they're above. The Jets at 27, Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and Jamison Crowder. And what they did here is they graded each of the triplets, the quarterback, running back, receiver, on a 1 to 10 scale. And then they doubled the quarterback. So basically what happens is you have Drew Locke, who's four points out of 10, Melvin Gordon, six points out of 10, Cortland Sun, eight points out of 10. If you weighed them equally, that would be an average of 6.0. But the Broncos average is 5.5 because they took Drew Locke, four points out of 10, multiplied him by two, so that's eight, plus six for Melvin Gordon, 14, eight for Cortland Sutton, 22, divided by four, not three. Right, right. So what do, so, you, yeah, think of, what do you think of those numbers? Let's, let's start right there. What do you think of Drew being a four out of 10? I think it just shows that they don't believe Drew is anything special because you know what they're saying on this? What? They're saying that Drew Locke is the equivalent of Dwayne Haskins, Gardner Mayshew, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Nick Foles, Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> and those teams are pretty much in that group. Yeah, for example, Derek Carr, 6 out of 10. Oh, oh. Tyrod Taylor, 5 out of 10. Teddy Bridgewater, 5 out of 10. Oh, man, not even getting the respect of those guys. This is, this is a ranking that is based on not knowing what Drew Locke is. So right. you're basically taking the low end of it. What's interesting, though, Zach, is the Bengals with Joe Burrow who hasn't taken an NFL snap. Obviously, he is the number one overall pick. Joe Burrow is 5 out of 10. Joe Burrow, <laughs> yeah. no snaps higher than Drew Locke, 4 out of 10. But it also tells you that, for example, they don't believe in Jarrett Stidham, and I think that's obvious. I'm not sure anybody outside of Foxborough really believes in Jarrett Stidham. Maybe they believe in him in, in Auburn, Alabama as well. Nick Foles, he won a Super Bowl, albeit as a backup. Nick yep. Foles is four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's... So let's let's see let's see it in a positive light. Drew Locke is valued according to CBSSports.com the same as 
a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> There's the way to look at it, Mace. <laughs> oh, boy. But and he's also valued the same as Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dwayne Haskins yeah. and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, I think they're sleeping on Fitzmagic a little bit, but that's just me. <laughs> Mace, doing a quick look here, I don't see any quarterback with a worse score than Drew Locke. I Correct. think he, he has the worst score. Yeah, nobody is uh, no nobody at quarterback is lower than four out of ten. Well, and there you go. So that let this ranking is correct if Drew Locke lives up, or should I say, doesn't live up to that, and and he is a four out of ten. He is tied for the worst quarterback in this league. That then I have to say that this score is pretty good, even though you have a Pro Bowl running back in Melvin Gordon, even though you have a Pro Bowl wide receiver in Cortland Sutton. If Drew Locke uh, really is the four out of 10, then this is right. The Broncos should be the sixth worst team at, with this triplet. And, and I like that they, they gave quarterback worth double the points. But Drew Locke's not going to be the, the worst quarterback in, in the league. He was a second-round pick last year, and everything we saw him do showed that he is nowhere close to being the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah, and that's fine. I think, realistically, he probably ends up at about – a six or a seven. Okay. Now what's interesting is that how would you evaluate Kyler Murray's rookie season? Good. Very good. Promising. Yes. Not, not statistically maybe what you would have hoped for, but promising, right? Absolutely. He's seven out of 10. Wow. Wow. Kyler Murray has the same rating as Jimmy Garoppolo who starred in a Super Bowl. Wow. As Kirk Cousins, as Ryan Tannehill, as Matthew Stafford, somebody who's proven, as Philip Rivers. So obviously, as with many of these things, the opinion of the author matters. Right. But doesn't have the faith in Drew Locke that he has in Kyler Murray. No. Kyler Mur- Ky- Kyler's relative inexperience, and I think – even though there's promise from Kyler Murray, the jury is still decidedly out on him. Right. So I feel like the author is making a projection on Kyler Murray, but he's not willing to make that projection on Drew Locke. Right. Exactly. And I don't know why. I don't understand why you wouldn't be willing to, to give him more than a four. And Mesa, I just went through the numbers. Let's say they gave him a six out of 10 and you kept everything else the same with Melvin Gordon getting a six. Uh, and Cortland Sutton getting an eight. If Drew Locke got a six, that would put the Broncos uh, at 19, which is just behind the average-ish category. So still um, uh, in the second half of the league, even with Drew Locke at a six. So let's say they gave him a seven, which would be on par with uh, Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, uh, Ryan Tannehill's of the world. Well, mm-hmm. then, then the Broncos would be tied with the Lions right there at number seven or or at number 17. So that's still pretty darn low. And Mace, who would you rather have? Drew Locke, Melvin Gordon, or Cortland Sutton? Or Matthew Stafford, DeAndre Swift, and Kenny Galladay? I'd rather have what the Broncos had because, first of all, I think – I think – Melvin Gordon is low at six. You know who else is uh, number six right now? Who? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 
Really? No snaps, no experience. Wow. Compared to a two-time pro bowler. Uh, correct. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. And for example, fascinating. It, it, yeah, it, it really, it really is. So I, I'm just trying to think where would the Broncos have to be in order to be in the top 10? So I want to take a look at the top 10 right now. And number 10 is, oh, my computer's freezing on me, is oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because yep. I, I guess there, there's technically not a 10, it's a 9. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are at a 7.7. Ben Roethlisberger, who they say is an 8. James Conner, who they say is a 6. And Juju Smith-Schuster, who is an 8. Right, and they're tied with Tampa Bay. Yep. Tom Brady, 8. Keyshawn Vaughn, 9. Or 4, pardon me. Chris Godwin is a 9. They don't even include Mike Evans. They go with Chris Godwin as the wide receiver one. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week with Chris Godwin uh, having more yards in Vegas than Mike Evans, which is fascinating to me. The receiver rankings are actually kind of fascinating because Chris Godwin and Cortland Sutton, they've both been pro bowlers one time. Okay. And – Chris Godwin had a very good season for the Bucks last year. At the same time, he's also he was also still in terms of coverage the number two. Right. And he's a nine, and Cortland Sutton is an eight. I think Cortland Sutton may have gotten a little bit undervalued. Right now, by the way, if you go on this. And there are some other things I can, I can talk about as far as undervaluing. Cortland Sutton is behind Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, Samari Cooper, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Chris Godwin. He's tied with Tyra Lockett, Juju Smith-Schuster, De- uh, or he's also behind uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well. He's tied with Tyra Lockett, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, OBJ, Kenny Galladay, and Keenan Allen. Hmm. Now, is that right? I think it's right for him to be an eight. I just, if I'm doing this list, I'm probably dropping Devontae Adams to an eight from a nine. Yes. I'm, I'm moving up Juju Smith-Schuster from an eight to a nine. Fair. And I am, ooh, I'm knocking Chris Godwin down from, a nine to an eight as well. Putting him on Cortland Sutton's level. Right. Yeah. That's fair. That's, that's definitely fair. The other interesting thing. I mean, now Amari Cooper is listed ahead of Cortland Sutton. Is that the case after this year? Cause Amari Mm. Cooper's a nine right now. No, I don't. That's one where I think it might've been a little bit high because Amari Cooper is a very good receiver. He's a quality wide receiver. One, is he capable of the same kind of spectacular ceiling that Cortland Sutton has? No, no. And Mace, what, what if we are talking about Jerry Judy turning into the guy that, that he really should be with the 15th overall pick? He could be a nine entering next year. It, as crazy as that is, and the Broncos could have a nine and an eight. And that's, that's why this doesn't tell the whole story. And I get that this is just based off triplets, so you're just taking uh, one of them. But what the Broncos are doing is they didn't put all of their resources into one running back, into one wide receiver. No, they did. They went too deep 
at both positions and it is very strong at both positions. Yeah, you could say right now, even if you don't count KJ Hamler, and I think the Broncos expect him to develop, but let's say he's kind of on a tier below, at least for this year. Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Drew Locke. It's not triplets. The Broncos are developing sex tuplets. <laughs> exactly (laughs) and they can all be on the field at the exact same time yes if you really want to push it you can now that being said i don't think you're going to see much of philip Lindsay and melvin gordon together at the same time even though i want to see it i don't think we're going to get many glimpses at that quite frankly but yeah i'd love to see a little bit of it I don't think we, we will either, but Mace, that's what excite what's exciting about this conversation. Because when I go through, uh, you know, give Drew a seven in this, uh, I'd bump Melvin up to a seven at least. And I keep Cortland at an eight. I think that's a fair ranking. So that would average out uh, to a seven, two, five. Uh, and without changing any of the other teams, that would put the Broncos at 16th, right above the Browns, right below the Titans. Although I disagree about the Titans rating, but anyway, so it put the Broncos right in the middle of the pack and you're probably saying, really? That, that's not that exciting, but it's because if you were to then uh, make it go four deep or go five deep, or like you said, go six deep, well, the Broncos would skyrocket up because other teams don't have the depth that the Broncos have and the potential for the three of these guys is way more than the 7.25 and the potential for the, for the five or six deep is so much more. By the way, here's something that's interesting. You mentioned the Titans. It's not like this is this ranking is unwilling to give tens, okay? Right. Michael Thomas is a 10, the receiver for the Saints. Tyreek right. Hill is a 10. Patrick Mahomes is a 10. Yep. Russell Wilson is a 10. Lamar Jackson is a 10. So yep. I looked at the Titans there and I'm like, why isn't Derrick Henry a 10? <laughs> yeah, at a 9, he's got to be a 10. Yeah, at his position. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, With without a doubt. I totally Sorry. agree. Sorry, just, it just hit me looking at them. Like, if any running back's a 10, it has to be Henry. <laughs> oh, Mace, I'm looking at this. And so the, the number one team, unsurprising, is the Chiefs. And that even includes Clyde Edward-Hilaire, uh, not even like a Travis Kelsey in there. But you got two tens, so I'm not going to argue with that. Number two? If there's actually – if there's one error, you mentioned the fact that the Chiefs, they used Edwards-Hilaire because they said they have to use a running back. Hmm. But what if the triplets were just the quarterback plus the two best skill guys? Yeah. And for the Chiefs, you would say Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. At worst, Travis Kelsey is a 9 out of 10. <laughs> yep if not a straight 10, they, they yeah. may have a perfect 10 across the board. And that's not something that I, that I would argue with. I, I think that's mm-hmm. right. Um, number two, the saints drew Brees at a nine. I agree with that. Alvin Kamara at a nine, Michael Thomas at a 10. I have no problems with with any of that, but Mace, this next one makes my blood absolutely boil. You got the Dallas freaking Cowboys coming in at number three and it's because of the quarterback and that's why it makes me my blood absolutely boil you got Dak Dak Prescott at a nine are you kidding me on the same level as Drew Brees no way 
well, you might agree with what I'm about to say, but I think it's completely absurd. Dak Prescott's a nine and Aaron Rodgers is an eight. <laughs> okay. You might I, be maybe, on board with that. <laughs> maybe I'm I do not. agree that, with it. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> it, it was funny because I was thinking about Aaron Rodgers last night because uh, a reporter who covers the Packers, Aaron Nagler, had a clip on Twitter where it was from the Bronco game and it's all Aaron Rodgers. It's feeling Von Miller coming off the edge, sidestepping a little bit, seeing the interior rush closing in, finding the safety valve in the flat and definitely kind of sidearming it to him. And you've got a double digit game. And that's all Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does have that preternatural feel for the pass rush. And it allows him to make so many plays. He's a clear Hall of Famer. <laughs> you, who would you take, Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers, for this year? Not for like three years from now. This year, today. You're going to win a game today. Are you taking Rodgers or Dak Prescott? I don't think I even need to answer that question. I mean, it, it's no competition. Of course you're not going with Dak. And you're an Aaron Rodgers hater. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is. That says it boy, all right there. That's That says it all. Man, so I can't. Dak being a nine, no way. Zeke being a nine, okay, I get it. And Amari get Cooper being too. a nine, I'd probably have Amari Cooper at an eight. So that just, oh, man, we're, we're not going to go through all these teams, but that was one that I couldn't pass up. You've got to well, be kidding me. And this is right up your alley. Dak Prescott, a nine, means he's ahead of your boy, TB12, who's an eight. <laughs> that is so crazy. Mace, you being even skeptical of DB12, who would you rather have for this season, Dak or TB12? TB12. Yeah, give me Tom Brady. Sup, quack supplements and all. <laughs> boy, I wonder if this uh, CBS Sports article came straight out of Texas because that would be the only thing that would make sense here. Well, let's find out a little bit about the author. His name is Jared Dubin. He's based out of New York. Oh, wonder if he has a second home or if he's just Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones's buddy. Well, we also know how the broadcast networks, all based in New York, love them some Dallas Cowboys. They do. They, they love, love the Cowboys ratings. They love the national following. They, they absolutely them some Dallas do. Cowboys. And because of that, Mace, I bet you could get some pretty good lines on DraftKings Sportsbook for anything about Dak Prescott. You know how we told you last week that the under is actually a very smart bet to take? Boy, I'd be crushing the under on anything Dak Prescott. Hey, maybe that'll be my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week later this week when we do that is taking all the unders on Dak Prescott after everyone's building him up to be something. But guys, no matter what you want to bet on, DraftKings Sportsbook is the way to go. And man, the wait is finally over with sports betting being legal in Colorado. DraftKings Sportsbook is all over it. They are the best place to go. They've got the awesome app. Their uh, desktop version is awesome as well. And guys, anything you want to bet on, they can do it all. Man, this weekend was so much fun following DraftKings Sportsbook with the match going on because they just had so many lines you could do. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook apps. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. And they're based – it's all legal, so you don't have to worry about any sketchiness from an offshore account. DraftKings is legitimate. 
And that's my favorite thing about them. So download the draft rated, the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. So don't forget to enter the code DNVR and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And if you've been winning at DraftKings, you may want to celebrate a little bit. And if you're in the Denver area, check out the farmhouse, of course, the restaurant that is attached to Breckenridge Brewery. You know that Breck Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Remember, supporting our partners is supporting us during this crazy time. If you are in the Denver area, order from the farmhouse, use the code DNVR and get $5 off your meal. You can pick up your food and also get some beer as well at the, far, at the farmhouse at the brewery in Littleton. 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. for pickup. They'll even bring your to-go order out to your car for you. You can get some of that, those chicken wings. You know, they've got plenty of good bar food, of course. The cast iron bread, the green chili pepper jack cornbread. Mm-mm-mm. Some wonderful stuff. And if you're in the Denver area, you want some beer. If you're anywhere in the United States and want some beer, check out the 15-can Breck Brew Sampler through Drizzly. And if you want to go to your liquor store, your grocery store, and get some, go to the Breck Beer Locator. You can find that on the Breckenridge Brewery website, and then you can get your Avalanche Beer, your Colorado Core, your Hot Peak, your Vanilla Porter, your Strawberry Sky. It's all there. You can get it almost anywhere in the country. Some Breck Brew, of course, has a national distribution from protocol so they're all over the place if they're not if and if they're not at your local liquor store talk to them and find out why make sure they get breck brews because you'll be smiling through the summer if you're having some strawberries guy <laughs> you certainly will be and i can tell mace that our listeners were smiling and enjoying all the breck brews this weekend because as we were enjoying the memorial day holiday so were our listeners mace this is a historic day for you. This is your first podcast of single-digit comments. Boy, what's it going to be like to sit back and relax and just uh, slowly go through these comments? Uh, I guess I'm going to have to savor each sip of the <laughs> brew that has been put together by our listeners today, those that did listen to the Memorial Day podcast that RK and Henry and Dre held down, and we thank them for that. Absolutely. Because I had nothing to say about the golf other than what I said <laughs> about the golf carts at the top of this broadcast. <laughs> well, anyway. let's jump, jump into them. First one coming in from the world of suck. If Peyton was part of the next Broncos ownership, ownership group, do you think there's a chance he brings his brother or dad with him for some role in the team? Peyton fills the Pat Bolin role, and Eli or Archie fills the Joe Ellis role. Mace, what do you think of that? Mm. You know what? Peyton and Eli together running it. Why do I feel like that just ends in hard feelings? <laughs> because it probably does. Yeah, because they're, you know, they're, they have different personalities, but they both have very well-founded opinions on how to run a team. And... Yeah. I, 
let's say that Peyton does have the Pat Bowen role in the own as the owner. And first of all, it wouldn't be Archie. Archie is in his seventies now. Yeah. He's enjoying life. He wouldn't be running a football team on a day-to-day basis. I don't know that Eli Manning wants to work for Peyton. Right. And that's what's being tossed about here. I, I, I think it's a, it's a fascinating idea, world of suck. I don't see a scenario where Eli works for Peyton Manning. Man, I would love it, though. Personally, I would love it if that happened. But, Mace, you're, you're right, because it would have to be that. It would be Peyton hiring Eli, which just means if there's a rough spot, he'd have to fire his brother. Um, I see it, them being as more as competitors. Um, and, man, I could see it them partnering up to buy the team, but then that mean that would mean that one of them w- wouldn't be the face of the organization and would, would kind of have a backseat role. And I just don't see that either, as much as I would love it. Yeah. Could you imagine two Mannings running a team? Be wild. It would be pretty wild. It would be. He goes on and says, related question. If DraftKings were to put odds on the next owner of the Broncos, what would it be? The options are Brittany Bullen, Peyton, the guy Mace talks about who tried to buy the Panthers, and the field. Well, Ben Navarro, he's the one who was working to partner with Peyton Manning to buy the Panthers. So if Peyton Manning is part of a a group he's going to have to have somebody with big money like that because Peyton Manning doesn't have anywhere close to the capital on his own to buy an NFL team so I would actually say that the Peyton and Ben Navarro you kind of put them together maybe Peyton with somebody else Brittany Bowen would be the favorite just because she's there right now but not a huge favorite Frankly, I would take the field on this. Yeah, that would probably be the best. Uh, yeah, the best odds with Brittany being right there at number two right now. I could see I think that he's yeah. putting Brittany one as well. I think um, the field. I think the field is probably even money. But here's what I would tell you, Mace. I would take the odds on Peyton. Now, of course, like you said, he's not going to be the sole owner, but he would be the figurehead of a group. I do think he's going to try everything he can to lead a team to buy the Denver Broncos. But then how do you view that in terms of the odds? Because let's say he doesn't partner with Ben Navarro, let's say he partners with somebody else and that's where the money comes from. So Peyton may be the face of it, but the money is coming from the field perhaps. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That man, that'd be interesting. And Peyton wouldn't be in the in the top two. You get pretty good odds on that, man. I put my money on that. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning owning the Broncos is something people want. Mm, you bet it is. I just don't know if it's something that actually happens. Mm, There's does. a lot that needs to come together for that. Man, to go from John Elway being the general manager of the team to Peyton Manning being the owner would be incredible. Yeah, well, people like what they know, and they know what it's like when Peyton Manning is around the organization in a, in a big role. Yeah, good things. Good things happen. And nothing but bad things since he left the organization. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and, man, that would just add even so much more to Drew Locke and Peyton Manning and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. 
Broncos guy 63. Who's the first Bronco you target in fantasy this year, considering where you would need to draft them? For example, you probably need to use a two or a three on Cortland Sutton if you had a big enough lead. I think my decision would be Noah Fant. I think you'd be able to get him in the way late rounds, and I'll bet he'll even go undrafted in a good amount of leagues. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Appreciate it, fellas. I think Noah Fant's an excellent choice there, especially if he does go that late. I have to imagine he'll go a little earlier than you think, but I mean, yeah, he's a mid-round guy. I really like that. The one I'm going with in terms of value is Jerry Judy. And you may have to, uh, it may not be the best right out of the gate, but by the end of the year, he's going to be a great number two, if not the number one on this team. Like we all said last week, he's going to put up more than 750 yards. And if you can get him in the middle of the draft, I think that is fantastic value for Jerry Judy. I think one thing that's fascinating about Jerry Judy is we talk about him getting better as the season goes on. We don't talk about him hitting the rookie wall. Right. Right. So it's sort of the opposite discussion that we have with most productive rookies. Typically they slow down at the end. I think we're expecting more from Jerry Judy. It probably doesn't hurt that comes from Alabama, which has proven to be to develop successful first round wide receivers over the last decade under Nick Saban. Those that have come out have always been productive as rookies. So Judy's a good play. Melvin Gordon, I think, is going to be a solid play because I think you'll have a high touchdown total. Right. I think his yardage total may not be exceptional, but he's going to be who the Broncos turn to first in the red zone a lot, not only on the ground, but also in the flat catching passes. So I'm not sure I'd target him, but he's worth picking. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, boy, I just don't think Philip Lindsay will be worth the value because I think he's going to be picked uh, based off being back-to-back thousand yard rusher, not being the second uh, of two running backs where really Melvin Gordon's going to be the one seeing the ball in the red zone. But I mean, if you could get Philip Lindsay late, that's great. I just don't think he's going to be a guy that goes late. Yeah. And if you're in a fantasy league with Bronco fans, by the way, I'd always say don't take Broncos because <laughs> fans of their team right. tend to overvalue players that they love. Yes, very much so. I mean, you're, you're going to have Drew Locke as one of the top quarterbacks going off the board. You're going to have Melvin and Phil up there. You're, you're going to have everyone going high in those leagues. So make sure that you're doing it in a non-Broncos league and you'll get some good value. Yep. Aristocrat, yo, yo, yo. After hearing a user suggest a second Xbox Madden League last week, I was shouting, hallelujah. I had this, this exact thought after being put on the waiting list. Now the big draw is being able to smash one of our favorite Broncos content creators. So Zach... I know you're being constantly bothered about this, but instead of an A and B league, we need an RK and Z league. I know you're a busy boy, but you're next, Mace. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to be joining the Madden League very, very soon. Like I said, just got some things winding down for me now before summer kicks off, and that's when I can join the Madden League. And the Mace, watch out. Watch out. They're going to be coming for you. It's not happening. First of all, (laughs) I haven't played a full Madden game in five years. (laughs) second of all if when i woke up from my nap during the golf match on sunday i couldn't get a moment to watch because i need to spend that time with my wife and daughter it's it's not going to happen now i have to say this i have a fairly unusual setup 
obviously there are a lot of hours involved in what I do for DNBR and also on the radio, but my wife being a doctor means that there are entire days where I'm on kid duty, just Charlotte and I. The time for me to invest in video games simply does not exist. So this is something where I'm going to, I know people want to get me in on it. I'm going to have to sit out. It's not going to happen. I, I totally, totally understand. That's a, that's a very fair reason. not. To I'm just miss. at a different point in life. If I were single, untethered, unfettered, I'd be playing like Madden. <laughs> You'd be playing like Madden. <laughs> maybe. So maybe come back to me in about 15 years when the, when the nest is empty and I'll be able to be in a league. But even then, I'm not sure how much I'd like playing. I like playing remotely. I sort of, I, I'm kind of content just playing the AI on the computer when I, when I do play a game. So I don't well, know. That, that, that's fair. That, that's, yeah. that's fair. And guys, before we move on, I got to tell you guys about Denver Rubber Company. Guys, Denver Rubber Company has been doing the heavy lifting during these past couple of months, and they're an essential business, and they've been working uh, for, with wind and energy, food and beverage industries, government, military, defense, all of those industries, they've been making any sort of rubber custom project products uh, that, that any of these industries want, and they can do the same for you. Whether you want bulk order or a specific order, Denver Rubber Company can do it. So make sure to check them out at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR. They've been around since 1972. They're diehard Broncos fans and Denver sports fans, and they can, like I said, they can supply anything from snow plows, like it's still snowing in the mountains, uh, custom rubber, foam gaskets, hose assemblies, and metal parts. So make sure to check out Denver Rubber Company at 1-800-259-0010. And of course, if you're in the Denver area and you want to get a little booze brought to you or you want to go get it yourself, make sure you visit our friends at Davidson's Liquors. Of course, they're in Centennial and Highlands Ranch, locally owned and have a massive selection. Of course, they've got Breck Brews, Breck Brews, the official beer of DMVR, but plenty of other options, including some obscure ones. I've got a particular cider that I love that comes from Michigan, and Davidson's always well-stocked with that cider, and I love being able to get that. And anything I need for my cocktails as well, my Moscow mules, I take care of it all at Davidson's. You can, you can order online, of course, and you can go out there, and they'll, they'll take it right to your car. They'll eat curbside service, so you don't have to to come in contact with anybody. Of course, they'll deliver it to your door. You can get that Breck Brew sampler from Davidson's as well. But if you want to go in and do it yourself, the sales floor is back up and running. They've got proper distancing. They're keeping everyone apart, so it's a safe experience to go shopping over at Davidson's. Make sure you tag us when you get your booze from Davidson's, and also download their app today. You can get in on their loyalty program, get incredible deals, and you can check out the app for their deals of the day every day. And if they don't have something you're looking for, talk to them. They'll do their best to make sure you're covered and get what you need no matter how obscure it is. Davidson's Liquor Centennial in Highlands Ranch. Next one coming in from Dan Burke says, where do y'all stand on the Derek Wolf as a Ring of Famer debate? I'm sure y'all saw that some fans were saying last week that he's the Devontae Booker of the defense. I personally don't think he should be, although I can definitely see the argument for it. Mace, is Derek Wolf a Ring of Famer? 
Okay, as usual, the truth is in between. Derek Wolf is not the Devontae Booker of the defense. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> what does that even mean? Devontae Booker is a rotational back who was a disappointment. Derek Wolf is a starter, started 108 games over eight seasons. Derek Wolf, he's an unsung hero because his contributions and his value didn't measure up to his sack total of 33 over the course of his career. Now, that being said, Derek Wolf is most definitely not the Devontae Booker of the defense. Yes. But Derek Wolf does not reach the level of Ring of Famer unless you get a bunch of other guys in. Right. You've got to get rule you've got to get Rulong Jones. And I'm I want to mention Rulong Jones because he's a he was a three four defensive end back in the nineteen eighties. Played nine seasons for the Broncos, ninety nine starts, 129 games, and had fifty two and a half sacks yeah. in his final seven years after the sack became an official stat. Three double-digit sack seasons. I mean, I don't want to get too much into the stat part of it, but that is something that you do have to consider that somebody who played roughly as long as Derek Wolf did had far more production than Wolf did in that department. But that said, you go through guys that had better careers that aren't in the ring of fame. Ruang Jones, Riley Odoms, Steve Foley, the Broncos' all-time leader in interceptions. He's not in. Ed McCaffrey. Trevor Price, yeah. an all-pro on the defensive line, yeah. was yeah. a part of the Super Bowl teams, and he's not in. Al Wilson isn't in the ring of fame. So those guys aren't in. I can't sit here and argue for Derek Wolf being a ring of famer. He misses the cut. And one of the reasons why I like the whole Broncos 100 thing that I was a part of last year so much is because it gave a chance to recognize those guys who didn't meet the ring of fame standard but clearly mattered in Broncos history. And Derek Wolf is one of those guys, but he's not a ring of famer. Not, certainly not ahead of those guys that I mentioned who should be in the ring of fame. Yeah, and the, the biggest, in my mind, the biggest support for Derek Wolf being in the Ring of Fame is everything Von Miller said about him and how much he's helped Von Miller. But wouldn't that kind of feel like he was going in under Von Miller's name and would almost be a, a subfoot or a subheader for Von Miller's name on there? And that, that's not what the Ring of Fame is about. Derek Wolf had the longevity. He was with them for, for Super Bowl 50. But He's a he's an he's an all time Bronco, but just not good enough for the Ring of Fame, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. That's not a not a slight to him at all. Dan Burke but, goes on, but yeah, but to compare him to Devontae Booker, that was just oh, no, that's, yeah, that's terrible. Dan Burke goes on and says, on the subject of Ring of Famers, can I get a quick rundown of yes and no for these guys? Talib, yes, I agree. Yes, Chris Harris, yes, easy. Jeff Hireman. <laughs> i think that answers it right there are, uh, <laughs> are you kidding i'm Eman sorry <laughs> emmanuel sanders mm, he's just barely missing the cut for me yeah he's he's closer than Derek wolf yes probably. he is yes and then easy one to round it out demarius thomas absolutely yes absolutely without a doubt 
All right, next one coming in from the other Ryan. My boys, I hope that you enjoyed some time off yesterday with picturesque weather. Mason, Zach, it's great to have you both back in the saddle. Thank you, the other Ryan. Mm -hmm. As Mason, Zach, were not on yesterday's pod, I am reposting my Memorial Day themed trivia questions. Uh-oh, can he stump the mace? Which players to make a regular season roster for the Broncos served in the military? Bonus question, in which military branches did these players serve? The only one I, that I can think of, it, the only ones, pardon me, you have um, you have Ben Garland. Yeah, that's the one that comes who, to my course, mind. Who was in the Air Force. Uh, you have Mike Anderson, who before he came to the Broncos was a member of the U.S. Marines. And also you had Steve Russ, who was in the Air Force and actually went to uh, uh, went to the Air Force Academy. Okay. So, That's... but that being said, I mean, he went, like, if I'm not mistaken, he went straight from Air Force to the Broncos. So did, you know, I, I assume he served because, because he, uh, because he went to the Academy. But anyway, th those are my guesses. Well, that's more than I would have had. I would have had uh, Ben Ben Garland, um, and I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious how big the list is. The other Ryan, so you, you'll have to let us know. And he says, "Thanks for being like Ted Koppel to Homer Simpson when it comes to your Broncos coverage by being witty and informative." DNV <laughs> Army salute. That's a great Simpsons reference. <laughs> Homer wakes up from his dream. <gasps> ah! Marge, I think I hate Ted Koppel. No, I find him witty and informative. Good night. <laughs> or I think he said informative and witty. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a great comment, the other Ryan. Sir James Radio says, okay, guys, day 31 of the Jersey Challenge. Today, we're doing the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with the massive surprise that is Matt Schaub. Dude lost part of his ear against Denver. It's quite literally the least I could do to repay that. Also, I've always been a fan. I'm not getting any Falcons jersey because that jersey they unveiled a couple of months ago is shockingly ugly. So, no. <laughs> and the sad thing is, it's an improvement. Oh, uh, yeah. At least, other than the gradient one, the gradient one is just awful. <laughs> yeah, the gradient one you got to stay away from, so I'm certainly not choosing that one. Okay, if I have to choose a player... Deidre Stanop from South Florida. There you go. All right. There we go. Man, I'll tell you what. I always liked Matt Schaub. I thought he, he's a, a great backup. And when he was with the Texans, I know he was throwing pick sixes left and right and left and right and left and right and left and right. But outside of that, man, he was good. With Gary Kubiak, he was, he was really good, especially at the beginning. Um, so I like that you're going with an uh, under-the-radar one. Man, I don't know. Do you just go with Julio and call it a day? It's the easiest choice. It is. It is. You go with another uh, top pick or Matt Ryan from Alabama. Yeah. Julio uh, Jones or Matt Ryan are not going to go out of style with the Falcons. So yeah, you go, you go with Julio that, that looks really good. Matt Ryan. I can't do. Um, he's just so, ah, uh, like so mad. League MVP, huh? It, meh. I mean, Best he, quarterback in Falcon history. Uh, what? Uh, who, I'm, I'm not turning on a game to watch Matt Ryan. No, that's fair. 
<laughs> so yeah, I guess I would turn on a game to watch Julio Jones though. So that's where I'm going. Okay. If that's sort of the standard, you're turning, you're turning on a game to watch that player. Yeah, uh, you, I can see that. But there's not, many pl- there's not many players out there I'm turning on the game to watch. And that's fair. I'm that's not even fair. sure Julio Jones at this point I'm turning on a game to watch. Yeah, and that's also fair because he's got man Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. And the other, th- well, the other thing is, <laughs> in a football game, are you turning it on to watch anybody other than a quarterback? Uh, maybe Saquon. Um, so, so Christian McCaffrey, okay. uh, so, someone like that, but you're right. I mean, football is dominated by, of course, mm-hmm. the quarterback position and Matt Ryan is, is good. Um, but I mean, is he hall of fame? Good. He is. Cause in my book, he's not, he is in the conversation. Okay. But he's in the conversation in much the same way that Philip Rivers is. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I would rather have Philip Rivers than Matt Ryan. Now, Philip Rivers has more Pro Bowl appearances, eight. But Matt Ryan, he's got four Pro Bowl appearances, but he's also been an All-Pro and a league MVP. Wow, yeah, I mean, I know he has the MVP behind him, but four Pro Bowls for a quarterback? That's That's not Hall of Fame. I also advise against getting too tied into uh, uh, Pro Bowls and yeah, All Pros. Although fair. John Elway, John Elway, for example, was a nine-time Pro Bowler, but he was only a first-team All Pro once. Yeah, yeah, and people would tell you that uh, that All Pros are more important than Pro Bowls. Yes, mean and, more because of the way it's voted on. Yeah, and John Elway won first-team All-Pro selection, Peyton Manning, seven first-team All-Pro selections. (laughs) Actually, and this is a hell of a stat, and this is evidence, like, for Peyton Manning and his greatness. Peyton Manning was a first-team All-Pro at quarterback for the Broncos more than John Elway was (laughs) because he was a first-team All-Pro twice at quarterback with the Broncos, according to AP, the official uh, all pro designation recognized by the league in 2012 and 2013. But John Elway, he was a first team all pro in 1987. Wow. And, uh, and of course, Peyton has the same number of MVPs with the Broncos as John Elway did with the Broncos. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> Mace, that's a, that's and a great John Elway. Actually, he was second team all pro according to the AP in 87 joe joe montana was the first team ap all pro selection elway was an all pro first team as selected by the newspaper editors of america newspaper enterprise association and by the sporting news and of course john elway was also the mvp that year so that's really interesting that john elway the year he was mvp he wasn't even first team all pro (laughs) that is very interesting how does that that seems kind of backwards doesn't it (laughs) it definitely does you're the best player in the league yet you're not the best player at your position (laughs) that is weird next one coming in from ldj Hey, fellas, hope you had an awesome weekend and holiday. You as well, LDJ. So I listened to Derek Cleason, uh, Hublas, on Twitter on a podcast speak further on Drew, and he again insisted that not last year's Matthew Stafford, but Jim Bob counter era, Stafford is Drew's ceiling. 
which I strongly agree. But if this is who Drew becomes, are we looking for another quarterback in two years? Can we win a Super Bowl with all this talent in the 2013 to 2016 era Matthew Stafford? Wow. I'm a little surprised at the question, I got to say, Mace. Why are you surprised at it? Well, if Drew Locke becomes Matthew Stafford, isn't that a success? Isn't that a hit? It's a hit, but what does the team accomplish? I think Stafford's a very good quarterback, but the, what, is, what have the Lions done? Now, that being said, there are other factors working against them, roster, organization, for a long time, ownership, et cetera. Right. If, so, so, I, I, so I guess I see the question. Um, if LDJ is asking it in a way of, if Drew Locke is Matthew Stafford and you know you're never going to win a Super Bowl, but he's going to be able to put up some stats, uh, that's probably the way he's looking at it. The way I was looking at it was if he becomes Matthew Stafford, uh, but with a competent organization behind him and all the pieces that he has, I, I don't think Matthew Stafford hasn't won anything all because of Matthew Stafford. I think there's been so many other things that have hindered him. Matthew Stafford's a good football player. Yeah, he is. And I think the other thing you're talking about is Detroit maybe didn't have as much around him as you hope the Broncos have around Drew Locke. If Drew becomes Matthew Stafford, they are re-signing him to a contract extension in a couple of years. Yeah. Absolutely. You're not even if there's out. not a super yeah, even if there's not a Super Bowl there. Yeah, I I, I completely agree there. Um in twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen, the years LDJ is asking about twenty-nine touchdowns to nineteen interceptions, twenty-two touchdowns to twelve interceptions, thirty-two touchdowns to thirteen interceptions, and twenty-four touchdowns to ten interceptions. That's an average of twenty-seven touchdowns and fourteen interceptions per season. Now, the other thing, the Jim Bob Cooter years were actually 2016 to 2018. Former Broncos assistant who went on to the Detroit Lions. In those years, Matthew Stafford's touchdown interception ratios were 24 to 10, 29 to 10, 21 to 11. His passer ratings were 93.3, 99.3, If he does that, you're probably reciting him, but Admittedly, the average for passer rating and what you expect for a quarterback continues to tick up and up and up. So, man, I think the Broncos re-sign him, but at the same time, if he's playing at that level, you're sort of having the Dak Prescott-like discussion. Yeah, I mean, LBJ, looking at these numbers, I got to give it to you a little more. I didn't realize – you know, how high some of the interceptions have been for, for Matthew Stafford. Now he has years of 41 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. I mean, that's, that's MVP worthy right there. He also, like I said, he, he had 19 interceptions in 2013, 17 in 2012, 16 in 2011. Um, but then out after that 19 touch interception season in 2013, the most he's had is 13 uh, in the past many years. So, he has gotten better. Actually, the truth is he was playing his best ball this past year before he got hurt. Yeah, he was. And it took him 11 years to get there. And that's why I think ultimately if Drew Locke is doing what Matthew Stafford did, I think the Broncos do re-sign him 
because they would say, okay, we expect him to go to the next level in the years to come. We expect better from him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and with Matthew Stafford, you can kind of see it as well. And I would expect if Matthew Stafford were in the Broncos situation and John Elway's putting pieces around him, he would have had a lot more success as well. So uh, LDJ, a great, great question there. It's a little closer than I thought, but I do think it's pretty easy still that the Broncos would go ahead and give through that second contract and they would not be searching for another quarterback. Well, Mace, we made it through. We did it. Look at that. Single-digit comments. Man, it was, it was a fun, nice way to be welcomed back into the week. Thank you guys for rolling with us. And before we get out of here, I got to tell you about guys about Green Mountain Dental Group in Lakewood. They're the best family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fan, just like all of us. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. So that's right. Go get your teeth cleaned, get them taken care of. Go get to talk some sports with them, some extreme diehard sports fans, and receive a free Sonicare toothbrush just by taking care of your teeth. So make sure to check them out, Green Mountain Dental. They'll get you hooked up with the free Sonicare if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Well, that'll do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for starting your week with us yesterday, or if you're starting your week today, starting it with Mace and I today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. And until then, enjoy your, your short week. And thank you for rolling with us. For Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Have a great week. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com